and welcome back, Puffs. This is a show that dives into the struggles and experiences of being a Mexican-American woman. We're your hosts, Ellie. And Dulce. And today we have a very special guest with us. Hi, guys. My name is Janet, and I'm honored to be on this podcast today. Thank you for joining us today on this special episode, our first guest speaker. Today we'll be talking about our experience with not feeling Mexican enough for Mexicans and not American enough for Americans. I'm super excited for this episode because I remember this one time. In band camp. In band camp. <laughs> so, because I was like in Spanish classes, right? All like pre-K up until like the middle of like second grade. Um, my mom had asked me because she had received a call from school saying that she can that I can transition to an English class if I wanted to. And at that point, I already started practicing English because I was trying to like learn through like my sisters and whatnot. And I was excited, so I told her yes. Whenever I got transitioned, I think it was like one of the first few weeks of class, right? And I would always hear y'all say the word, I'm bored, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> so I remember we were doing some kind of work <laughs> and... <laughs> Um, Can you imagine saying something just because you know how to say it (laughs) and not know what it is? Right. So we were working on something and the teacher was like, okay, when y'all are done, come down here and sit on the floor in a circle. I'm like, okay. I was one of the first few ones that finished. So I sat down and I had like my legs straight out in front of me sitting on the floor. And I was all like. I'm bored, <laughs> right? And the teacher got so mad. She was like, well, maybe if you if you say crisscross applesauce, you won't be bored. And she got so mad. And I'm just like, in my head, I'm just like, I'm still bored. Like, what the <laughs> fuck does this have to do with me being bored? I'm still bored as fuck, yo. Sitting like, crisscross applesauce makes it more fun. That's not more fun. It hurts my knees. It hurts my knees. It hurts my knees. You're used to your knees hurting. she said from the young age of second grade (laughs) dang since second grade wow yeah she she a pro pro i know never mind this is not the conversations we're having but that's where it always goes i know it always Always. goes there (laughs) i think we had esl classes for like the first through two years but was it actually esl because now that i was working at the school i found out that actually every class is esl and the spanish classes are bilingual or dual i was shook because i'm like esl is english second language but those are the english classes i was i think it was because i was actually pulled away from the classes to go to that esl class specifically I was just, mm-hmm. I always wondered if y'all knew because I was so confused when I started working at the school, mm-hmm. you know, because they were mm-hmm. like, oh, these are our ESL classrooms. And because I was thinking that's where Noah was going to go because mm-hmm. I wanted him in Spanish classes mm-hmm. and come to find out, no, it's bilingual. And then come to find out there's bilingual and dual. And I was just like, well, it was, a bi- it was Spanish <laughs> and English. Okay. Because bilingual is, I think, 75% Spanish, 25% English. Uh-huh. Dual is 50 50 for uh-huh. the kids that want to learn like either one. Uh-huh. of the language and ESO is 100% English which again makes no sense because English second language yeah it should be English, English first language <clears throat> right but I don't know I just I always thought it was something really weird that I learned or saw you know when I was at the school were you in ESO I was in bilingual you were in bilingual I know that for I think yeah for sure I was in bilingual because then when I moved to Thornwood they didn't have bilingual they only had ESL and that's where like 
everything went yeah you're like i'm done yeah <laughs> i think we were in bilingual too because i only remember having my music class in my music and my art class in english all my other classes were so did you feel years. like did y'all did you feel like that that you weren't american enough at that when you were in elementary or you felt out of place at that time uh, for me, it was a little different because I didn't get to the States until I was in second grade. Yeah. And when I first came, I was in Spanish classes, like I was telling y'all. They're mm-hmm. called bilingual, but I mean, I don't know why they're bilingual, quote unquote, because it's all Spanish. Mm-hmm. Even the classes that I feel like they said were in English, I feel like weren't. Because mm-hmm. the teachers were mostly Spanish speakers. That's what I remember. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like I, I was never, I was never put in a position where I felt out of place because even though I was in a completely different country I felt like I was still with my people because everyone spoke Spanish all the kids were like a hundred percent Spanish speakers the Mm -hmm. teachers spoke a hundred percent Spanish I never felt out of place I never felt like anyone had to like translate like I couldn't understand what was going on like I always felt good good up until yeah up until I moved elementary schools in middle of third grade and in that school, they didn't have any bilingual. That's when I had to move into a just English-speaking class. And the teacher I was with spoke absolutely no Spanish. I spoke absolutely no English. I remember going in there. And I do remember her, Miss White. She was the sweetest thing ever because she would like, um, you know, all the spelling tests that we would have. And mm-hmm. by third grade, you're, you're pretty advanced words. Yeah. And since I had just came in and I didn't know the language, she would put words like A and the and us like no more than three letters so she like always accommodated mm-hmm. to me you uh-huh. know and that's that's the very first time i felt out of place and that's the first time i actually got bullied for not speaking a language wow those are kids yeah other than at home because you know janet and christy bullied me no matter what <laughs> but, but even, i didn't bully you because of the language I no but you because i love you speaking language wise the only thing y'all would do is talk mess about me in yeah. english so i couldn't understand but it's, even yet and i never felt i mean not that i remember you know mm-hmm. But looking back at it, I didn't feel out of place because of a language. Mm-hmm. And then Ellie would translate anyway. I know that was good practice for me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Feel that like was our Rosetta Stone. I know. I don't feel like we used to talk. Wait, what is it? I know we Inglés used to talk barreras? a lot of crap Yo. about Ellie. Hmm? I know we used to talk crap about Ellie. You and I, or like you and Christy. I don't know. One of I don't feel like we talked. Crap. We did. We I would. I feel like we yes. would talk crap to you. No, no me y'all... and you would when we us three played. Because I feel like a lot of the times when we played Barbies and stuff, it was oh, just yeah. us three. Because uh-huh. I probably Christy and Veto were like too old for that by that yeah. time. And we would play, and we would make. I mean, do y'all remember the mess we would make? Yeah. yeah. And um, once we were done playing, we would all kind of just walk away. And of course, your dad was not having it. Yeah. yeah. And so we would all get in trouble, and he'd be like, "Get your ass back in there and clean." But it would always. Just just be Dulce and Janet. Ellie yeah. would always get away with that. Yeah. <laughs> and we would tell him, I remember, I think you would be the one like, is Ellie not gonna, you know, like clean? Mm-hmm. And he would kind of just like ignore us. Yeah. And it was For just real? like, no, just you and you. Yeah. Dulce and Janet. And that's Damn. it. Like, go clean the mess. Like, why? Did, and then he would get mad at us. That I do remember. He would get mad at us because it was like, you know, you can play, but put it away. Why yeah. didn't you put it away? Yeah. And it was like, why isn't she getting yelled at? <laughs> Because she's gonna cry, and then we would be cleaning too up. Little. And then that's when we would get along. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's For the like, only time y'all would get like along. the ten minutes of cleanup, yeah. and then it was back to. 
yeah, yeah, I don't like you. Rivals. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> but y'all, you and Chrissy used to talk shit about her, though. Yeah. Y'all used to talk about shit I, about Lucy. Honestly, I don't. Y'all say that, but I don't remember that part. Oh, I feel I like we would that. talk it to you. No. No. Y'all definitely speaking in English. Yeah, y'all were. I would have to translate for her. We have this bonding memory. Yeah. <laughs> I, do, I don't remember that part. I remember being mean. But we didn't purposely drop you on the I'm concrete. I'm pretty sure y'all no, did it we purposely. No, we didn't. I sure don't that remember the not. context of that situation. I we were having falling. fun at the pool, and we okay, were like, we're going we to swing you into the five-footer. What we used to do, though. And you... one of us, our hand slipped, and then... Yeah. But it was not on purpose. What mm. we used to do, though, is even if you didn't want us to swing you into the pool, we still forced you to do it. I couldn't swim, guys. <laughs> <laughs> they would push me into a five feet anyway. While you I couldn't was... swim? You I thought you knew swim. how to swim. No. You didn't know how to swim? No. I taught myself by literally, I mean, when y'all would push me and then I would jump in myself because I was like, I'm going to learn. And I would push and I would drown until I didn't. <laughs> but no, for what? years, I think two years maybe, safe to say, I didn't know how to swim. But for we real? would be at the pool together all the time. We would be at the pool a lot. You were always I'm good at faking um, it till I make it. <laughs> Did you get taught how to swim by Tio Jose Luis mm-hmm. with me? At his pool. At his pool. Yeah. No, I was by myself oh. when he taught me. Because he taught me at his pool. Yeah, he, yeah, taught, he me taught me too. too. Okay. Hey, he must be a good teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I remember he, he taught me. Because then I remember then after, but at Ivy Club then, you didn't know how to swim. No. I remember I know time. she'd always be like, I'm just going <laughs> to swim on the stairs. Bro, I still got a scar on my knee till this day. You were just your knee. Yeah, I wouldn't even, like, I would use my hands and, like, just move my whole body across the freaking stairs. Like, and I'm swimming, guys. We make fun of it, but, like. Bro, you were literally like five. I really That's like was. Noah now. Yeah. We wouldn't make fun of Noah now because like he's tiny. Yeah. yeah. But now it's an adult. You know what I mean? <laughs> now it's funny, funny, but like you were literally five. I know. Sometimes I forget like, that. Come on, Ellie, move from the stairs. No, I don't want to swim. Were you the one that had the Barbie? No, not the Barbie. The Barney swimsuit? Or was that me? There was a purple one. That would was that not you? be me. No? If anything, that would be me. I remember one, yeah. I had a door swimsuit. You did. did. I remember that Dora swimsuit. That Dora swimsuit you wore for years. I know. Uh, we have a picture of that one. That's when all three of us, we were actually in Mexico. We were at the at the beach. Maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah. I was wearing my Dora swimsuit. Yeah. I still want to remake we that were, picture. I fuck with Dora. That's when we, uh, yeah, my dad hated watching Dora with us. He was just <laughs> like, oh, my God. You probably I mean, got he did tired of watching it. Yeah. Because uh-huh. we would talk back to her, like, how she... We would answer her. That's why, and you'd just be like, "We yeah, y'all, y'all would answer me." What do you mean? We would answer Dora. Oh, whenever she'd be like, "Oh, you can know what you happened see the mountain on the other side?" Yeah, Dora, we can. You know what happened see to the me mountain the other day? On the other side. Um, I was talking on the phone with one of my friends, and I was over here trying to, and he had told me that I um that I looked like I was something. We were on the top of, about Dora. And I was trying to get onto the entrance of the freeway, but it was in an area that I'm not familiar with. And then I came out with a like, do you see the freeway? (laughs) (laughs) He was in the car with you? We were on the phone and we were just talking and I just said that. And I'm like, it's over there. Oh Oh my my God. Hi, Ellie. You're so. It's funny though. And he was like, did you just Dora me? Yeah. That's probably what he said. Bitch, I see it over there. 
uh-uh. and then she takes forever to fucking answer too because like after you give her the response she's like dead quiet for like a good 30 seconds i'm like bitch it's over there i've said the answer three times i know but okay so like we've kind of talked or hit notes on when we felt kind of out of place mm-hmm. like language wise but have y'all ever felt or when was the first memory you have of feeling out of place culturally culturally was when we would get invited to all these 15 parties really can't yes. relate i know that was your scene oh i loved it but that was not my scene because we that me because really you're whiter than me on that aspect <laughs> what no because i mean i would just sit there i wouldn't go out to because i didn't feel comfortable with the dancing mm-hmm. so and that's what it that's what it's about I yeah because dancing is very very yeah. like big in the hispanic culture exactly and so going to those 15s i was like hell no like you went out to 15s i would join christy every now and then for real yeah Dang. she went to a couple with me too probably yeah. two for real i know yeah, natalie's with, for with sure Na- with natalie i think you went to and... another one yeah i would go with her i That's would never I would forget natalie's because we did this part where we i don't know if you remember we would go when the dance was over the el baile de sorpresa we went out to the crowd and we were supposed to bring someone back with us. Uh-huh. I tried to grab both of y'all. And y'all were like, no, like freaking out. I was like, it's fine. We're opening up the dance floor to everyone. And then when y'all finally saw everybody getting up, y'all were like, okay, I'll join. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, come on. Yeah. It's so- not just you. Like, you're not going to get put on the spot. I swear. I only went to like literally three. I The first one I ever went to was Natalie's. And then after. Shout the- out no. homie Natalie. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, the first one was one of our cousins. That was the very first one. Second one was Natalie. Did you also feel out of place culturally? Like in general at 15s? Um, I don't feel like I did because I don't didn't really go to many. Mm. And two, whenever I was Maricela's quince, I was like really little. I was probably like eight, nine. So you're with so, the kids running around. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Yeah, they were just running around uh-huh. with the balloons. And then But till this one, day I kinda still feel a little out of place. Out of place culturally because I, feel, I um, wish I could and I wish I would, uh, but I just, I don't know. Is that one of those where you feel too American for the Mexicans? Yes, that's when I feel too American for the Mexicans. I feel too out of place on that one because I feel like I didn't get to experience an actual quince. Because, yeah, I went with, like, okay, like, yours. I went to Dulces. I went to Natalie's, and I went to Maricela's. But I didn't actually, I wouldn't like, consider mine act- a quinceañera. <laughs> <laughs> it was more of a house party. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't, like, actively participate because, literally all the other times that i would ask my mom like whatever i was a freshman in high school and i would ask the answer from her was always no so i never got to go to any kids so i feel like i was out of place Mm -hmm. i didn't get to experience that part of the culture the 15s yeah and christy christy would go to a lot of 15s and i would go out my mom would ask me to go with her to a few of them that's when i would go um and then when you would go so i went to a couple of my friends too mm-hmm. but i was just it felt weird because we didn't mom and dad didn't breezes and that kind of and the dancing scene and the yeah. the party and, and the partying yeah. scene it was just that's i guess that's when i started feeling culture like that those cultural differences it's like it's not i'm this is not the typical quote, quote unquote mexican mm-hmm. kind of i i idea that you have yeah that we didn't grow up with that's when i started feeling like that i mean until this day kind of like at the mm-hmm. parties like i still kind of feel like that but i try to be more active to not feel like that but it still kind of feels mm-hmm. 
uh, I don't know. Like I it's really not wa- in my blood. <laughs> like I want to and I enjoy it and everything. Good, but then like my body shuts down. Like I get nervous. I get like I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how to react in a Take sense. Take a few shots. And then <laughs> that always and helps. And then that and then that's it for me. And I'm just like okay. But I I try to push myself when we go n- now mm-hmm. to be more active in it and not worry so much about. I swear that I say feeling. I don't dance, but once I got some drinks in me, I can move my hips. Girl, <laughs> just hit some tequila shots in there and your body will disagree with that statement. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, but as far as that, I feel like that's one of the big ones when it comes to not feeling Mexican enough mm-hmm. for the Mexican. Mm-hmm. That's when I feel like I've been very Ameri- Americanized Yeah, with in those kinds of scenes. For me, it's more in the home. Um, I've had like, you know, my Hispanic friends come over went back when I lived with my mom because, and I feel like this goes for all three of us. We were raised in a very quote unquote, not very Mexican household because we were very clean, very organized and things matched. Mm -hmm. Not to say Mexicans aren't that way, but when you think of a typical Mexican household and also because of the experiences I've had and going into other Hispanic friends' house, decorations are all over the place. Mm -hmm. They have stuff all over the place. Mm -hmm. Their garages sometimes look like junkyards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're not the cleanest, not in the way we are. Yeah. Um, And so I remember, I will never forget this. In middle school, one of my friends came over and he was Mexican, very Mexican. And he came into my house. It was like a group of us. It wasn't like a boyfriend thing. He came in and he was like, are you sure this is your house? And I was like, so confused. You know, I I don't know if he, I didn't know how he meant it. So I was Mm -hmm. like kind of trying to think of it. I don't know, like if it was a joke or whatever. And I was just kind of like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Because we weren't like close like that. And he was all like, you don't live here. I was like, I don't know what you mean, but yes, I do. And that's when we lived back in a one bedroom apartment, my mom and I. Mm -hmm. And he was all like, this is so clean and neat. Like there's no way a Mexican lives here. Mm, And that's the very first time I heard it from somebody else. And that's when I really started thinking about like, well, then how do quote unquote Mexicans live? Like, what do you mean? And that's when I really started to pay attention because before then, I mean, we were little, I was in middle school. I never went into a house and be like, oh, this is how an American person lives. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is how an African, African American person lives. Oh, Mm -hmm. this is how Mexican, like I never thought of that until someone made that comment i was just like okay let me like pay more attention maybe mm-hmm. like he's onto something and i started paying more attention and like he wasn't completely wrong mm-hmm. yeah like i you said started I, noticing the because diff- like you, you, grew, you grew up with um once you went to saint jerome a variety of yes. you were in a melting pot of friends you i was in a melting Asians pot yeah and but i would say <laughs> as diverse as that school was i felt like we were not we i wouldn't count myself in there but some might I felt like most of them were whitewashed because mm-hmm. most of them were Hispanic. With They were half white, half whatever else, like Salvadorian, Mexican. But like no one spoke Spanish. Mm-hmm. The parent that was Hispanic would deny their heritage. Mm-hmm. And I saw this a lot of the times because my mom would go up to talk to them, like, you know, parent on parent with like when there was conferences or whatever. And she knew they were Hispanic because of like their last name or because she had heard them talk to somebody else in Spanish and they would just look at her stupid. Like, I don't speak Spanish. What are you doing? Yeah. And my mom would, you know how my mom is. She'd be like, pendejo. Yes, you do. (laughs) And so whenever she started telling me those stories, that's when I was all like, all these families that I'm here with, like, deny their culture. I want, like, why? And I never, I never understood why. Roots. Your roots. Why would you deny your children where you, where you come from? Yeah. 
And, and then why do you feel ashamed of it? A whole language. Like, if you, for whatever reason, feel ashamed of where you came from because, like, maybe you were super poor and you just, for whatever reason, don't want to relive that part, like, to each their own. Mm-hmm. But why would you deny your child a whole language? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That gives them so many, much, so many much more opportunities. Like, it makes your brain develop a different type of way. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. it's just, in my, in my point of view, it's a disgrace to your child. It is. You're, you and a disgrace to, to yourself. You should be proud of who you are and where you come from, especially if you come from struggle. Because it's like, yeah. yes, I did that. I came from nothing, and look at now everything I have. Like, right. not to an ego, like an ego point of view, but like a proud. Like, yeah. I made it. Yeah. You know, I I came out of it. I didn't stay stuck where, I, you know, where a lot of us, a lot of generations couldn't move out of. Mm-hmm. And that's where that was. And no. interesting enough, in St. Jerome is when I had a, a boy make fun of me for the first time. That hadn't happened before, like, oh, because you're Mexican. Before it was like, oh, you don't speak English. Let me make fun of you. Mm-hmm. And when I went to St. Jerome, um, a kid made fun of me because he's like, oh, you're Mexican. Ha, 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 ha. But at that point, luckily, I was like really proud of my roots. And I was just like, yeah, I'm Mexican. And I speak two languages. The fuck do you do? Mm-hmm. You know, like this. Yeah. It was this white boy. Come yeah. to find out his mom is Mexican. And then it was just very, yeah. And it's just that's what like in that school. That's when I just I was so confused by so many things. And where did they? I mean, y'all were young. Where did that mentality come from? The hearing the parents had to come from the mom. The mom had to say something honestly because she's Mexican. Either he knew, like I don't know. That I feel like it came from the mom one way or another. It came from the household somewhere or another. That's just sad though. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Ever. And that, deny, I don't know how, if I've ever told you that. He's the one that started making fun of my name. He was like, oh, Dulce, so you're candy, candy. And it was like in a bullying way. And that's why I hate oh, when no, people call me candy. Told, told us oh. story. And it's that exact boy who made fun of me. I thought you Mexican. didn't like being called candy because and then it we sounded dated like... a few years later. Wait, what? <laughs> we dated a few years later. Oh. oh. <laughs> I thought you didn't like being called candy because of the fact that it sounds... Like a dancer. Like a dancer. Oh. exotic and That became the reason as an adult, but the underlining reason, the trauma <laughs> behind it was because I was bullied for it. See, that's... Okay, mine doesn't sound like an exotic name, right? But, like, that's kind of the reason why I don't like when people call me Eli. It sounds so American, like, so white, and it's just like, I'm... I don't really identify... It's Elizabeth. <laughs> It's Ellie. <laughs> you are wrong. You still got it's it wrong. Ellie. <laughs> Get it right. Still wrong. It's not Get even it right. Elizabeth. It's Ellie and it's spelled E L I. No, it is not Eli. It is Ellie. For all because of you it's out pronounced there. in Spanish. Pronounced in Spanish. I didn't say that right. My dad still pronounced gets onto us because we say we spell Christie's name wrong. For real? So, mm-hmm. How do we spell it wrong? It's with the Y, not an I. Swear. For real? That's what he says. It's, he's like, it's with the Y, not an I. But not on her birth certificate. I don't know. Well, her, in her birth certificate is Cristina. Yeah. yeah, but they're both I's. Yeah, they're both Yeah, I's. but when he's spelling Christy, he's like, he it's a Y, not Wait, an I. Wait, is her I name think that's just Cristina because... spelled with an H in there, too? I don't think Christy's has an H in general. Okay. You know what? We don't even know how to spell our old sister's name. What the hell? This is how culturally, culturally confused we are. This is a major problem. Now she doesn't have an H on there. No. No. 
Can you, pass you see, that's the same. Up? That would make sense. We did spell it right because her her name is her middle name is spelled spelled. Oh my gosh, wordies, wordies. Don't don't get started on wordies, bro. We can't wordy around here. Her her middle name is spelled C R I S T I N A, right? So that's the same thing that we did for mine. We shortened my name, just took the first three letters. With her, we just took the first couple letters. I think it's just a pronunciation thing in Spanish versus English because um, my mom actually spells Jimmy J Y M M Y. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And so. Wait, so how is it supposed to be spelled? Because I always spelled it like that too. J I M M Y. You spell it J Y M M Y? She spells it J Y. Oh, not J I. That's how she had it on her phone. So I think it's like a pronunciation thing. Yimmy. Yeah, literally. Yimmy. Yimmy. And I started calling him that. I'd be like, hello, Yimmy. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's like a pronunciation thing because, you know, the the way you spell things in Spanish versus English, it is very yeah. different. English, it makes no sense. English mm-hmm. is a completely made up language. Yep. And I say this as a, someone who learned it as an eight-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> it's made up. I mean, it makes no sense. <laughs> it's hard. Nah, but like, for real, like, it's, okay, I even do this at work. Whenever people like, whenever I have people asking me like how I spell my name, and I say E L I, and they give me like the most confused ass fucking look, and I'm like, I always make a point to say it's pronounced in Spanish, so it's pronounced Eli. Okay, I'm gonna make that point. It's pronounced in Spanish, so it's not Eli. So when you go Eli. to Starbucks, you get called Eli. No, I actually have Elizabeth on there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Call me like, not government. here, not Call here. Me by my government. <laughs> They will not say you're wrong. Not in Starbucks. If it's in person, I go by Eddie. But like if when I we went to Mexico this past time, um, and I had bought the engravings of the wallets, mm-hmm. and we were at the little kiosk with the with the attendant, and um, she was all like, "Is that with the um, with the Y or with the Nye?" And I was like, "With the Nye." And my dad was like, "No, it's with the Y." For Christy? Yeah. Oh, for real? That's and. Weird. Then she looked at me like, oh, you're not from here. And I was just like, no, not from here. Wow, I bet you she charged y'all more because of that. I don't know, but <laughs> she's like, oh, they're on this on. And we told her, but, you know, it's like, I mean, we, you, us going over there, we don't think we look different. We don't, we, yeah. you can't really pick, but no, you can't pick up on. Oh, yeah. They can pick mm-hmm. up on it. That's one thing I've been so curious about going back now. Mm-hmm. If you could because get I actually was born there and I lived for seven years. Like seven years, yes, is short, but also not. Yeah. Like my roots are in Mexico. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I've always been curious as to how it'll be when I go back. As far mm-hmm. as like how culturally shocked I'm going to be. Yeah. If it's going to be a big difference or not. I mean, yeah. probably will mm-hmm. because it is very different. And if they can tell that you are not mean, from there, if you're not from there. Probably. I stumble a lot. But that's also in both languages. I'm just yeah. so bad. No, just... too. It happens a lot. Like, the other day, I was trying to talk to my boss, and I was trying to ask him for something, and I could not think of the word in English, so I told it to him in Spanish. This guy is white. He did not know what the fuck I was talking about, and I had to describe it to him. So I, didn't, I could not find the word in English. And this happens to me a lot, 
where it's just like I there are certain words I cannot think of in Spanish and there's other words I cannot think of in English. So it's like I'm constantly. But can you not think of either one of them in either language and you're like I'm screwed? (laughs) That you can think of it in your head and like it's there and like it's even like written out. You can read it, Uh but you can't say it. Yeah, like. You know what I'm talking about? I know about? what you're talking like, about. Like, it's in your brain, and you know what you're trying to say, but when it wants to come out, it's you almost like you forget it. it. You don't, don't know, know how to say it. I don't know how to explain it. Other than that. example? No. Literally no. that. Like, you see it in your head, and yeah. when you say it, like, you can't. <laughs> you don't know how to say it. In, in, either, in either language. Yeah, you don't know how. Like, you don't. Like, if you were first learning how to read, like, how the hell do you say that word? Like, it's here, and you know what the hell it is, but it's it's you not coming out. It. Yeah. I've never had that happen no. to me. Yeah. I've had that yeah. happen to me. I'm like, I'm like, there's no way this is happening. Like, yeah. it's there, and I can physically, like, even read it. Yeah. But I can't say it. Yeah. I think that's perfect. How you said it is perfect. Like, yeah, when you're first like, learning how to read Yeah, and you're just, like, trying to pronounce every single letter. That's how it feels like. Next time that happens to you, y'all got to tell me about it, because I've never had that happen to me. Is there certain things that you can only do in Spanish or certain things you can only do in English? I can only pray in Spanish. Yeah. That's a major one that I've seen. I can only, and, um, and the, um, the, our father, I don't know it in, in, in English. But you know it in Spanish. But I know it in Spanish. Yeah. And so when I feel scared at night, that's the first prayer that comes to my mind. And Mm -hmm. I just, I have it on repeat. I will, it'll just repeat in my, in my head. Like I won't say it out loud, but. In my head, it'll just repeat until I fall asleep. But I've tried saying it in English, and I, like, get through the first few uh, lines of it, and then I'm like, and then I got to translate it in Spanish, and I'm just like, <laughs> you're doing double the work. Double the work. Yep. But it's funny, because we did our first communion, and we did our, I learned it in English, but. That's interesting. And it's not like y'all right. were a regular mass goer, so it's not no. like, oh, you learned it in English, but you went to mass every Sunday in yeah. Spanish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, we, that's the thing, we, our mass this would be in Spanish. Yeah. But I'm like and not too regular. Class, no, we stopped going. We stopped no, back going. then we were pretty regular. We y'all would every Sunday. Until, so maybe yeah. that's why because in mass when you were actually like more mm-hmm. practicing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and I then when we had our classes for our communion, um, mm-hmm. they were in English. Yeah. I remember my first, because I only did my, oh, my primera comunión. For when my primera comunión. <laughs> Example number one. I know that. I can't say first communion. Oh, it's first communion. Oh, <laughs> is that not what I said? Did you think um, I was talking about something else? I I don't even know. Maybe it's not just saying it, but it's also. I feel like that's it. another thing. Like when you hear it in English and you can only think it in, in Spanish, Spanish, you hear it in Spanish uh-huh. or like. I don't know how to, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you hear it in English, but when it's going in your brain, all that information, it's, it's in Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. yeah. So that's probably why. She yeah. heard you, but it just, it it's, isn't, it's, it isn't yeah. processed that way. My, what my brain heard was primera comunión, is what it said. <laughs> it did not hear first, first communion. communion. <laughs> that, that sounds weird to me. Like, I've never said first communion. Like, I don't say that. Like, even if I'm, like, talking, like, like, like okay, even if it's, like, someone who just speaks English, if it's a word that I normally just say in Spanish, I will say it in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And then that I'll translate it for them. But I will say it in Spanish. You're like, this is what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I've had those too. But then I just, yeah, I've had those thoughts. I'm just like, well, I can't fucking think mm-hmm. of it in either language. I mean, I know it's there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or when we do those words where we combine both languages. Like when oh, I yeah. try to say mom and mama and it came out mamao. <laughs> mamao. <laughs> 
It's be and I know this has happened to so many people because every bilingual person I know does this. Uh-huh. You will try to say one word in both languages at the same time, and it comes out like the funniest gibberish that you've ever yeah. heard. That's, I love it. I just love it. Everybody Funny likes bananas. bananas. <laughs> oh man, those were those were funny times. Why? What? What else do you have to? What do you feel like you do more in Spanish, or it has to be in Spanish that you can't do in months? Months? Mm-hmm. Really? I can't months in English. Like I cannot January, February. I I'm like, what comes next? It has to be enero, febrero, marzo, abril, mayo, junio, julio, agosto, septiembre, octubre, noviembre, diciembre. And then you'll translate it. And too. then I translate it. It's also English. days, days I can only do in English. And then I translate it. Like, if so, if my mom will be like, hey, what day are you off today this week? I can't just say martes. Uh-huh. I have to say Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday is martes. And then I say martes. <laughs> like, it's a whole process for days and months. Mm. But it's a fast process because you do it fast. You're like, yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Right. It's like it's an automatic thing. Like, it only takes, like, a split second to do it. But you do it. Yeah, but it's a whole process. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, like, and when you break it down, it's the whole, uh-huh. it's a whole process yeah. behind it. Especially mm-hmm. when it's, like, towards the end. Like, if I'm trying to think of October mm-hmm. and I'm going through the, I mean, I've gotten better about not having to do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, before I would have to do the whole month. And yeah. then I would get to October, mm-hmm. Octubre. And then I would have to translate Octubre into October. Y'all still know what I, I still get my months towards the end of the year confused. What? Like the order? Like the order of my months. Yes. Really? Like from September, from September, October, November, and December. Like, I don't know why, like when I start getting towards that end of the year, I feel like it's November and then October and then like September. I know December is at the very end. She's making her own leap year. But then like October is up here and then November. I'm just, it's, it's a mess. You're like, let me look at the Google calendar. And then I have to go through the whole January, March, April, May to like make sure I'm on the right, I'm on the right number of the month. And I'm just like, oh my God. Are there any words that y'all have like <coughs> that y'all can like y'all know the word the translation for it in English, but y'all only ever say it in Spanish? Possibly. Oh, let me ask y'all. There is there is a so what do Just you disregard my question? But go ahead. Maybe she. Oh, I thought she was gonna answer your question. No, she said, "Let me ask this question." <laughs> no, I mean yes. Maybe I'm... she'll answer with the question. Okay. Okay. Answer so no, going back question. to your question on no, is okay, there only words? What was your question? You okay. don't make her forget. <laughs> I can remember my question. What's your question? Okay, so... Because I get made fun about this at work recently. Mm-hmm. So, y'all know the baby wipes? We yeah. used to clean our butts. Okay, so... <laughs> yeah, Do y'all call them wipes or y'all call them wipies? Wipies. Okay, so I was told that that's not correct. I said that it's not. Is there you know, that actually makes sense because it, every single time I try to text that text the wipes, it auto corrects to wipes. And I'm just like, no, I'm just trying to say wipes. <laughs> well, I feel like I don't spell it like that, but it's just like Nike. Everybody mm. that doesn't live in the United States makes fun of us. And they're like, Nike, where is the Y? It's Nike. For real? I've seen so many videos of that. Really? Yeah. And it's I feel like it's the same thing because they both end the same. And mm-hmm. but we add that Y sound to it. Yeah. Why? Is that know. just a Hispanic culture? I mean, we do no. add extra letters into things like Esprite, Estop, Esplenda. 
And I was, because I was on the phone with the patient too, oh like going over um, their medical order. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of them were the wipes or the wipies. And I'm on the phone talking to this grown adult, like, and do you need your wipies on your order? And I just hear giggle in the background. And I'm like, <laughs> wipes, I'm sorry. Do you need your wipes? Like, it just felt so unnatural saying uh-huh. wipes. Unless I'm going to say baby wipes, then mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But if I'm not going to say baby wipes, these motherfuckers are called wipies. I don't care what you tell me. I don't care. So that's what. And I just had to get that out of my system because I was made fun of it at work all week. But I I do. I do agree. It's wipies. (laughs) It's wipies. 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 No one can tell me. (laughs) Shit. Yep. And if they do, well, deal with it. (laughs) It's Nike. (laughs) (laughs) It's not Nike. Not for me. Like the. Sorry, Bugoso Nike. Huh? Huh? That that, I that song that I that guy what is that, that about that guy that calls in into the radio station and he's a like son son ribu o su night and he's just because like, he's a, like it's that one song that talks about the Reeboks and the Nikes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. I have no idea. What and he just doesn't about. say. And then it he's right. like, yeah, and then he plays that song. He's like, yeah, that one, and it's something completely different. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know. That's kind oh. of an old video. It is a very old video. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, moving on. Your question. <laughs> Back <laughs> you to still, your question. You still answered my question. What you said, I was like, I have a question for y'all. y'all didn't, you didn't ask a question. You gave a scenario. <laughs> which well, was an answer to my question. By about the, the white piece? Again? If there's a certain words that you cannot say in English, even though you know the words for it in English. Like, you'll just say it in Spanish. I will not. Like, if I'm making, like, agua de piña or something like that, I will not. If somebody asks me what it is. I will not say it's pineapple juice. It's not pineapple juice. I thought you were going to say pineapple water. (laughs) (laughs) It's not pineapple juice. It's agua de piña. But also, they are very different. Pineapple juice, agua de piña, very different. They are, but that's what you... That's what, like, a person who only speaks English, that's what they would translate it to. Right. And it's like, it's not pineapple juice. It's agua de piña. Like, it's... Like, I know that's what it is, and then y'all, if they but ask you, not. And if they ask you what it is, you're not going to translate it. You're going to describe it. I'm going to describe it. It's not pineapple juice. I will describe you it You don't say technically it translates into pineapple water, but. Yeah. <laughs> you don't say that? No. I tell them what you it describe is. describe it. I describe it. I'm like, it's not pineapple juice. It's agua de piña. Same thing, like, they, okay, I will be honest about this one. I do forget about this word sometimes in English. <laughs> But when I do remember it, even if I do remember what it translates to in English, I will not say it in English. In English. In, in English. <laughs> in English. I cannot say it in English. <laughs> the licuadora. I, can, I will not say it in English. You won't? You won't say blender? No. It's a licuadora. I call it a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's how successful I want to get with something. Uh-huh. To where they don't call it the product they call it by your name yeah like it's not soda it's coke you know what i mean uh-huh. it's a ninja <laughs> i call it because that's the blender that i got it was a ninja blender so you're just like go get the ninja yeah just, can you pull out the ninja but if you told me that <laughs> while i'm at your house i'd be I'm like, like the what <laughs> what yeah i'd be doing the same thing too where the ninja hiding at but that's i feel like sometimes with... it also depends on the for me at least it depends on the crowd i'm with mm-hmm. if i'm gonna say like, if I was at home, I'd be like, yeah, the licuadora. Mm-hmm. But 
Even yeah. if I was out with people who only speak English, I'll still say licuador. I will not say blunder. You know? And she'll still say agua de piña. And I will still say agua de piña. I will also and explain say, it to the whole crowd. Yes, and I will also say licuado. I will not say milkshake. That's not no fucking milkshake. I just I feel huh? like a milkshake. You won't call it milkshake. You no, won't call it malteada. No. Wait, what? Licuado? Like, okay, oh, whenever licuado. you make a licuado de plátano con leche. It's a smoothie, not a milkshake. Okay, well, I will not call it smoothie. Oh. I will call it a licuado. But it translates to milkshake. I guess I was wrong. Okay, <laughs> I will not call it smoothie. It's I will a smoothie, call homie. It a licuado. <laughs> a licuado. We're learning things today. I know. We a are. malteada is a milkshake. Um, yeah. I call milkshakes. I thought that, um, that was a malt. Chocomil. Is that not a malt? Well, not all of them are chocomil. Sweet. I know they're awesome. <laughs> Yo, I haven't had chocomil. But if you were to say chocomil, I would understand you. I feel like because I know we're we're a chocomil de vainilla. <laughs> 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 so I feel like I would. But if you say that to someone else, but I chalky milk. Yeah, is and I don't is. use it because when I think of um that chocomil, I think specifically to the one shop Papa Luis used to take me, and it has to be specifically made that way. I don't know if they've ever taken you when you went to Mexico. They blend ice, yeah. the milk, the powder. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, it's a different type. It's not your regular milkshake. The yeah, choco meal taste over there tastes, tastes very, I like the taste over there. They it make them different. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel, I, I like the ones in the baggie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Those, those and the root beer. Did you take, uh, did, have you tasted root beer over there? No, because I don't like root beer over here. Mm. They're not the same thing. And it's not called root beer. It's called, um... Cerveza de caña, I think. Uh-huh. Really? Yes. If they still have it in the mercado, I mean, I know it's been years, so, I mean, the authenticity could have changed or the product, mm-hmm. but when I was there, it was called um, Cerveza de caña, I think, and, um, oh, nada que ver. No? No. It tasted more like a juice. Oh, okay. No, I, I, I just stay juice. away from it because I'm not a, is it like a, what they call a cream soda with the ice cream? No. the soda? No. No, 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 no. no. That no? sounds so gross. Like whenever I used to get what, told about it, like floats? putting, yeah, those putting, are, yeah, oh yeah, those are float. That They're sounds Coke so floats. disgusting. Or whatever soda you're using, yeah, yeah. Dr Pepper flow or whatever. That's gross. I've though. never tried them. And just looking at him, I'm just like, what in the, what yeah. in the white hill? I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the white people do. That's one. Th- I feel like saying like white people or black people sounds so vulgar. And I usually resort to saying like güeros or morenitos because I, I feel like that sounds softer. It doesn't sound like it's like it's supposed to be coming off as something that's insulting insult yeah insulting it yeah. doesn't it sounds softer it doesn't sound insulting and it's not and i'm not trying to say it in an insulting way whenever i say white people or black people but that's just the way, the way it, it sounds yeah mm-hmm. and i don't like saying it that way so i usually <clears throat> say what hueros or um morenos, morenitos. yeah morenos. from morenos yeah that one's a sticky yeah mm-hmm. we're too sensitive nowadays i know Can't i be. walked by the hispanic Desserts the other day, and the fact that they changed the negritos still pisses me off. The name. They're not called negritos no more. Wait, on um, where? On what? The Mexican treats, it's like a pan. It's covered in chocolate, and it has choco- chocolate filling. They were called negritos. Yeah. What are they called now? Itos. What? Itos? Are you sure. serious? Let me look it up. The yeah. bambino ones? Mm-hmm. I saw that the other day. And, and I this is the second day. time they've changed it. I I saw the I because I bought one the other day at yeah. a, at the gas. Station. They're gonna turn this into a Mandela effect. Watch, see. Oh, another Nito, Nito. 
Oh, that it is what it is. When I saw the name, I was just like... And this is the second change. They changed it before this to something else, but I can't remember what. Uh, yeah, because I saw it and I was just like... Watch in a few years, that's gonna come out as a Mandela effect. It's gonna like people are gonna be like, yeah, like oh, it used to be called Negrito. Like no, there's nowhere on the internet that it was Negrito. It's just Nito. I hate the fact that I went to that. Yeah, like and because even there's a lot of Afro, there's a lot of Afro Hispanics, and they themselves call themselves Negros, Mm -hmm. and we call them Negros. Mm -hmm. But it's not like it's not insulting. It's not the R R like it is in English, Mm -hmm. but the English speakers take it that way. Yeah, no, it's like we have black Latinos too, yeah, Mm -hmm. and they only speak Spanish, and they're Negros y Negras. Yeah, like and it's not insulting, Mm -hmm. and they don't think it's insulting, you know? Yeah, Yeah. because that's what. Like, we literally have songs about it. Yeah. Esa negrita que tal, you know? Like, yeah. fuck! Like, it's not that, it's not that deep. <laughs> yeah. But I um, guess what's not that deep to us is deep to them. Too sensitive. What is the, the holiday that y'all would say makes you feel the most culturally? Either whether it be you're not Mexican enough or you're not American enough. Like, what holiday? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving feels too... I feel like... I feel like we, sw- I feel like we only do it because <clears throat> we live here. We live here. Yeah. <laughs> if we like this year, we didn't do it. Mm-hmm. But I would say I was sad because el ambiente, mm-hmm. el ambiente and todo was just sad, sad this year and everything. So I didn't, I didn't enjoy it, and I wish we would have done something. But I don't feel, I don't feel like we celebrate Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We celebrate being with our family. So we don't celebrate the concept of Thanksgiving because mm-hmm. obviously that was fucked up. But we we take. But I feel like that's one of them. We just took it as a more more so as a like excuse to just have the family together and have mm-hmm. la carne asada or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But that's one that I feel like it's just we do it because we're in America, not mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you know, and it's what we've been raised with, with but not. You know, yeah. One me. thing that I feel that we don't exactly celebrate very often is the Dia de los Reyes. Mm. Oh, so like but I feel like that's our family. family. That's true. Because it is very big here in the U.S. Yeah. For like people I know, mm-hmm. like you know my ex in laws, they're very big on La Rosca. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I was kind of surprised mm-hmm. when they were because we had done it before, but I thought it was kind of one of those things like if you do it, you do it; if you don't, yeah. you don't. But they were like, "No, we're gonna do it." Like if it yeah. was like Christmas, yeah. Like, yeah. It's for sure. So I think that's more our family. Yeah. And I so feel I like that's, that's where we huge. don't, I feel like we're not, not Mexican, Mexican enough. enough. Yeah. And I feel yeah, like every time we've done it, even when we would do it back then, we would never follow through. No yeah. one would come through with the tamales. No yeah. one would come through with the menudo or whatever we would decide mm-hmm. to make that year. Nobody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just to have it. Did y'all do a rosca this year? No. We did. Thankfully, I didn't get the baby. Nobody in the Who household. Who did you do it with? Um, It was me, my mom, Vero, baby. And we only got half the rosca. The other half was from one of our neighbors mm. that Beto knows. Mm-hmm. They give us half of the rosca. None of us, like, the, we got one of the babies in the rosca, but the piece that we cut, none of us got the baby. Mm, okay. Yeah. Oh, but it was just, yeah. It yeah. was an intimate thing. It wasn't the whole family. No. I didn't even think about that one because we don't even, yeah. like, yeah, we don't the, back, of, we don't. back of mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, one, which one do you feel? Um... Not now, but more so when I first came to the U.S., it was Halloween. Mm. That was going to be my second one. Yeah, and I don't know if it's because of the Mexican culture or because 
how religious our family is. Because mm-hmm. it's cosa del diablo. Yes. Mm-hmm. When we were in Mexico, I don't even remember if they used to celebrate it, honestly. But I do remember specifically Papa Luis, Mama Nena, and my mom telling me, we do not dress up, we do not ask for candy, porque están celebrando la noche de brujas. That was mm-hmm. always a, es la noche de brujas. And until this day, my mom will be like, and you better not dress up as nothing ugly, porque es la noche de brujas. <laughs> and like, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, to them, it, it's una cosa del diablo. Like, to an extreme. Like, yeah. you're celebrating the devil. Yeah. And it's just like, mm, no, mom. Like, I I don't know where, where that idea came from for them, but it's like, we're literally just dressing up. Like, this year, Noah was Luigi, and I was Mario. Like, and we're just asking for free candy. <laughs> I don't see where the devil comes into this, but okay. I think it's only meant that way if you make that intention. And mm-hmm. it's just like, we're not putting that intention. It's and that like, can be with anything. I don't yeah, know how to to be specifically and my mom used to always holiday. dress us up for halloween my yeah. mom and my dad were never like no because yeah. it's yeah i guess i think it's a more it's of my like, mom thing because my mom obviously is like not obviously but my mom is very 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 religious mm-hmm. and not to the extent i don't think of either of your parents so yeah. there's certain things that my mom takes to an extreme and i think halloween was one of them mm-hmm. so i think that's one where i felt like very Do they celebrate halloween in mexico I don't. I think they do. I remember them doing it very lightly, but I don't think it's as big as here. El día de las muertes. El día de los muertos. Yes, for sure. And that's but that's in November. I think it's the day after Halloween. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's not that far from Halloween. That's another one that I feel like I'm not Mexican enough. And that's another one where my mom was like, "No, like, cómo le vas a hacer un altar a los muertos?" And it's like it's a remembrance of those who have passed, and it's supposed to keep light in their in their heaven or yeah. uh, where they're at. To, to it wasn't it wasn't until adulthood until where I was like, yeah, why don't we do this? And it, mm-hmm. as corny as it is, it was after I watched Coco. Uh-huh. After I watched Coco. So in very, very recent years, I was like, why don't we do this? And why the hell did my mom tell me this was cosa del diablo? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, no, it's supposed to be a beautiful thing. Yeah. You're remembering your family. That's all you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not praising nothing. Like, yeah, you're yeah. literally just remembering family. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's one that makes me not feel so Mexican. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't know if it's because the Mexican thing or because mm-hmm. the religious thing. But this <laughs> is also something that us, we can change. Now that we're aware of it, we can partake into making an effort into incorporating these things into our lives if we choose to do so. And I've, I mean, and then as far as El Dia de los Muertos, well, I mean, I didn't, not till the, up to this point, we didn't have anybody to, or remember, remember from, you know? So, I mean, if <laughs> that's something I want to do with the year to come. I'd you know, actually love want that. to. I would. Yeah. I'd a be really down. cute altar. I yeah. would be open for it yeah definitely and it's taking bun and cafe and then to mm-hmm. have it there and light it up and you she know loved it. Yeah. you know i'd be down for it yeah so una, unos tacos y una coca. So. just don't choke up there <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we could do that if that's something y'all are open to yeah. if that's something y'all want to start partaking then i definitely want to have an open mind to it i i just mm-hmm. i just never made a big deal of it because i mean it's not not somebody do close to me had ever done had, right. had that happened to so i didn't have anybody we weren't to, exposed to any of that yeah we we haven't been exposed to it so we don't have anybody to mm-hmm. keep the light up for to keep that that door open and that remembrance Memory, for yeah so but you know i'm down for it I'm, i never objected the fact i just mm-hmm. didn't have 
anybody, anybody to put on the altar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I always for thought sure. it was a beautiful thing for people who did it, but, mm-hmm. you know, and it's beautiful to look at. The way that if you, like, kind of take a step back and look at it, like, the way that each generation looks differently in terms of cultural aspects like yes we're all <coughs> we all come from like a hispanic background i mean like our parents are from mexico and i am also from mexico and this is also from mexico so like their cultural background is completely different because it's a completely different generation different era yeah yeah because i feel like that adds on to our quote-unquote struggle mm-hmm. you know when it comes to like whether it be your identity or your how your family understands you it's two cultures one where they're from because obviously like for me yes i grew i grew up there but mm-hmm. like i was only seven i feel like i really truly was raised here mm-hmm. um it's the fact that you know we have different cultures and then also the um the generation thing like you were mm-hmm. saying i felt like that was going somewhere else so much better my brain <laughs> another Out the door. one brain fart another holiday that i feel like we don't celebrate like I feel like it's celebrated a lot here, but it's not celebrated the way it's meant to. El, el Día de, de las oh Mamas? No. Oh. I mean, people I go feel, all out yeah, here. Yeah, we go all out here. Uh, La Independencia de México, el Cinco de Mayo. Mm. I feel well, like that's not well, properly that's, celebrated. Uh, no, it's el Cinco de Mayo. I think it's another one. It's in September. Oh, shit. I think 24th. No, not 24th. 17th? Yeah, September 17th is Mexico's Independence. May 4th is Puebla's Independence Day. Dang, canceled. <laughs> this so, is to prove we're not Mexican. I'm not May 4th. I said not May 4th. I know. May 5th. <laughs> just, just cancel us. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> Obviously, Girl. we're not Mexican enough. <laughs> For any Literally. I also suck that history. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Don't May, how I May 5th class. is a Puebla's um, Independence. Okay. And, and that the, was with um, um, that one fighter that was very popular, right? That's why that day is so big. Mm-hmm. Este Pancho Villa? Yeah, I think so. I that's think that's a, why it's so big, I think. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, the Independence Day is a different day, yeah. Oh, Independence okay. is in September 17th. That's one thing where I'm like, where, what, who took Cinco de Mayo and made it a thing? Because it's not that big of a thing. Oh. Like in the grand scheme um, of things. Americans. Like, mm-hmm. They just wanted, it sounded they nice. They just wanted a day to drink. That's all they wanted. Margaritas and, and tacos. To drink margaritas and steel cultures. And tacos. Exactly. Yeah. So. But I feel like also with all these struggles, right, that we kind of talked about that are different and in our cultures and living here with, I would say things are extremely different. Mm-hmm. I feel like in Mexico, we're a lot more reserved mm-hmm. or, I mean, I don't know about that, but like, you know, the culture is a lot more reserved. Uh, I feel like we grew up with relatively conservative parents Mm -hmm. and so i feel like that also taps in into our mental health Mm -hmm. and the way um we probably navigate with things because we've had to i mean at least for myself but i would say probably for y'all too you have to learn so many things on your own and there's so many things you feel not comfortable enough telling your parents Mm -hmm. because either I don't know, they're not going to believe you or they're going to make fun of you or they're just going to question it and be like, well, why? Yeah. When you don't even understand it. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, I guess like what is one thing y'all would say y'all tr- struggled with the most as far as like mental health mm-hmm. and that difference and like where we are, where we live? Because I feel like in this country, it's very open, mm-hmm. at least now. It's gotten to that place where like 
it's easier to talk about it it's yeah. easier to get information which i'm so thankful for there's so many Definitely. sources um you're not cut off like you can yeah. teach yourself yeah and so there's no excuse and i do understand it's harder for some people but like the resources are out there mm-hmm. get help you know do your research but yeah what would y'all say it would be y'all's biggest struggles whenever we wanted to like reach out to like a therapist our parents didn't shut down that idea at all they were very open to it in fact they encouraged it especially whenever we needed it the only thing was even though they had that open mentality in terms of having a therapist they were very closed off in their perspective in trying to understand our experiences and how we felt to them even if you're going to a therapist or not to them it's just like if you feel like that just get over it like you know just don't work (laughs) just don't (laughs) yeah just don't feel that way you're depressed well don't feel depressed (laughs) yeah like if like if you're like depressed you're like sleeping in your bed like 20 like you're just lazy yeah you're just lazy. it's just an excuse yeah it's an excuse like your room's messy and like you you haven't cleaned or anything you know it's just like no you're just being lazy you don't want to help out you don't do anything it's like no i'm literally struggling i can't even get out of my own bed to make my own bed clean my room feed myself even though you've already cooked food like i am mentally struggling it's not because i don't want to and they lack to open their perspective or their point of view to understand that and i feel like that's where i've struggled a lot from yeah my mom and dad do do struggle with that till this day Mm -hmm. because although i've never i think i'm the only one that that's never been to therapy because everybody else is in therapy um but that's not the point um um but when i've talk to my mom and dad about the stuff that you know like when i've talked to them and then the mental health comes up and that i feel like it's frustration within themselves because it's also a frustration with because i kind of get it like i wish i could there's a frustration within me when y'all are going through those phases that i ask myself the questions that they mom and dad ask them like why why are they going through that like like we didn't raise them in a bad household you know like we didn't um you know expose them to the negativity of like the of the toxicity of the relationships that you, you know that we've experienced and everything and and so that's where or, or stuff like that like they did in their minds and the they did their best to keep y'all from that negativity mm-hmm. and so that's where they struggle as to as to why because i feel like a part of it is what did we do wrong mm-hmm. it's that's that's the question they're asking themselves from way back when what did we do wrong as parents for our kids to feel this way and it's not and i told them i'm like i don't think um I, it's not what you did. It's just the circumstances around them that changed their mentality. I was like, and I, I was like, I wish I, I get, I would get it because I know I don't get it. And I feel, and I feel that very frustrated. I used to get the question a lot. It kind of still does irritate me till this day where I used to be told like, you have everything, you have clothes, you have food, you have a roof over your head. You shouldn't be feeling this way. And I'm like, my feelings are still valid despite the fact that i have all these things basic necessities yeah it's that's kind of like saying like when someone tells you it's just like don't feel this way someone else has it worse is that's the exact same thing as saying oh someone has it better for you don't be happy right and it's just like like no like i still feel this way for certain things like materialism does not equate to your mental health like you can have you have billionaires millionaires who have literally everything in the world they have no financial struggle yet they still feel like shit and some have committed suicide exactly like Mm -hmm. they've gone to that 
extend yeah. because just, money is just mental health has no boundaries when it comes to financial situations yeah it affects everybody yeah. materialism does not equate to mental stability but i don't think when they when mom and dad say it in that way i don't think of them being materialistic it's i think it's them saying like like we've provided you the basic necessities that you need for life like you to, should be okay like it's more than be, i had or whatever yeah but not necessarily the materialistic things i don't think they meet it in that sense i think they just meet it in the sense like i guess to the i mean i it's, it's just the frustration of they they blame themselves yeah. like i did everything i could you had it better than me like why are you sad because yeah. and that I think it ties back to what I just said, kind of with the information part of it. I think a lot of our parents, especially Hispanic parents, are very uneducated on mm-hmm. a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of different things. Because um, they weren't exposed to it. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, not not their, their it's not their fault, but they also minimize our experiences and our struggles because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, I remember more back then, like, luckily, I feel like we both, you know... Um, have parents that are very open to listening Mm -hmm. and stuff like that even though they're not the they may not be the best at understanding at all times but like they don't completely shut us down off the top you know like Mm -hmm. and um but when i was younger not more so now because i try to teach my mom a little bit more you know of Mm -hmm. things i've learned because even me like i'm not an expert and it's only a few things i've learned here and there and i've told her you know um it's things i can't control Mm -hmm you know what i mean like it's it's literally chemical imbalances in my brain Mm -hmm. that i don't even know what the hell is going on with me Mm -hmm. you know and i i've had the same thing with you like you that it's just an excuse you're just being lazy get up and do something you know Mm -hmm. like i would be laying down in my bed the same thing can't even get out of bed and she would come in the room yelling and when well, i yelling but just like irritated and like why haven't you done anything mm-hmm. like when i was a teenager and i'd be home from school all day let's say yeah. and she's been at work all day and now as an adult i also see her point of view because like if i'm out all day busting my ass and i come home and my house is a very mess. well you know healthy child hasn't done ish the whole day i'm gonna be irritated too so like i get it on the parent adult side of it mm-hmm. um now as an adult <laughs> but um you know, back then it was a whole thing where this is not an excuse. Mm-hmm. I there, I don't know if y'all felt this way before, but like you physically cannot move out of bed. Yeah. And it literally hurts mm-hmm. to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Like, and sometimes I would, and you know, Ellie and I get made fun of this all the time because we were sleep for sometimes 24 hours straight. Yeah. That wasn't just because we were lazy. That mm-hmm. was pure depression. Because mm-hmm. when you're depressed, all you want to do is sleep. Why? I don't know. Having done the the yeah. research about it but <laughs> that's just how we felt and even after the 24 hours we were still sleepy oh my god the tiredness would just not go away and i remember that was a lot of the fights my mom and i had Definitely. more as a teenager obviously because he wanted to sleep i just i was quote-unquote lazy didn't want to do anything like mm-hmm. i was just so un- unmotivated that's when i used to play every sport mm-hmm. and then de un día para otro quit everything and i was like i'm not doing nothing anymore I quit soccer, which I loved. And now as an adult, now that I'm more out of, you know, that really dark place, I regret quitting. But I mean, too late, you know. But during that time, like, it killed me to quit. Mm -hmm. But I just, I couldn't see myself out there in the field and, like, running. Like, no, I just wanted to be in my bed and sleeping, Mm -hmm. you know. 
And it was the same thing where, like, I didn't even want to eat sometimes. Yeah. I didn't want to come out of my room. And it was just, my mom was always very frustrated of the whole, you know, like, you have everything. Why are you feeling this way? And I think mm-hmm. it goes to the, they blame themselves. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just think it ties back to education. It it does. Like, I didn't know this. And my mom didn't know this. We both learned this in therapy not too long ago that, um, a few years ago, that you're more prone to have depression if your parents had it. Yeah. I had no, like, that blew my mind when my therapist mm-hmm. told me that. And she, because she asked me, like, do you know if, like, your dad was prone to depression? Um, and my dad has never been in my life. So there's a lot I don't know about him. But one mm-hmm. thing I do know is that depression ran very deep in his side of the family. Mm-hmm. So that was something I could answer, like, yeah, like, they struggled with it. I know my dad did. And my grandma did, like, heavily because mm-hmm. my dad was the youngest of, like, 12 kids. Mm-hmm. So, like, that alone, like, that's, yeah, that's I can't lot. even imagine the postpartum depression on that lady, like, you know? Yeah. Um, so I was like, yeah, like, it runs in our family. And she was like, you know, like, that just makes it more likely for you to have it. Mm-hmm. When she told me that, like, it's one of those times where, like, your brain literally explodes out of your head. And it may sound like something so simple, but it's one of those things where we're, we're not exposed to this kind of information. When we feel this way, not only do we feel like we're not, I feel like I wasn't me. Like, it was just somebody else who took over my body, and I was just, like, an avatar walking around in life, as corny as that sounds. Mm-hmm. And um, so to not feel, to not really know what's going on with you and not have that information, and then when yeah. you start getting information, you're like, it made me feel better. Yeah. Because you're like, okay, it makes sense as to why I feel this way. Definitely. You know, like, oh, it's not just me. Because I would question it all the time. Why am I so sad? Mm-hmm. And that's another thing. Like, depression is not just sadness. Yeah. Depression can be anger. Depression can be, like, any emotion. Or not feeling anything at all. Yeah. Total detachment. And that's something that in the Hispanic culture, you're depressed, you're sad. Yeah. Why are you sad? Mm-hmm. And my mom would always be like, pues ponte a limpiar. That's, that would always be her solution. Ponte a limpiar. Uh-huh. That will make you feel better. Now as an adult, it does. <laughs> I was yep. just going to say, I <laughs> mean, there's some truth to that because okay, when I'm feeling is... some type of way, like, yes, it does relieve me. It does. It, it, to me it, too. It, it will make lie. me, It. I will feel like weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Mm-hmm. But I but, also think it's. But like, it's not the solution. No. Yeah. But and I think it's a, a lot temporary of fix. It's yeah. they're only gonna solve the feeling in that moment, but you're still gonna feel like shit like an hour later. But also, I think this is another thing a lot of people don't talk about enough: depression in different ages. Yes, this is huge because, like, like I said, and as a teenager, I did not feel better cleaning. That made me feel worse. Yeah, because I didn't want to move off <laughs> of my bed. Yeah, but as an adult, yes, that does mm-hmm. make me feel better because being in a cluttered home makes me feel more depressed. Yeah. and when it's clean and it's nice, and I'm like, oh, I can relax. I feel yeah. relaxed. I feel better. But it's because my brain, mentally, physically, biologically, it's in a different place. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what I don't know. I just feel like our parents, not our parents, but. You know, the older generation, I mean, it would be lovely if they would just be more educated in that aspect. And, you know, God bless our parents for trying. Yeah. But I feel like there has been so much. There's a big disconnect there. Huge. Yeah. Because to, uh, okay, because whenever I was in high school, my depression wasn't so much of like sadness. It was more, I was not there mentally. Mm -hmm. I dissociated so much like the way that i can describe it was i was not my body like my body was just doing everything habitually and i was watching my life through a screen 
mm-hmm. like you know like in spongebob where plankton is in spongebob's brain and he's like controlling everything but he just sees a screen mm-hmm. it's not actually spongebob doing it that's how i felt mm-hmm. it wasn't until my senior year when i started going to taking and whenever i was taking college classes at hcc i started taking my first psychology class that's where i kind of got more into the mental health thing and so it actually turns out once you've had your first depression episode you're more likely to get a next another one and once you get the next one you're more likely to have another one so the chances of you um getting a depression episode increases the more that you have and also side note i also thought this was a mind-blowing thing i didn't know depression could be comforting yes it becomes your comfort zone once you're in it for so long that's, that's your, your automatic zone. goal too and you being happy Comforting is so uncomfortable how? that you don't want to be happy because you're so used to being depressed logically speaking it makes no sense yeah like even now even knowing that fact and me going through years of that makes no sense right but it has given me that relief of okay that makes sense mm-hmm. it Okay, I just kind of contradicted myself. <laughs> it makes sense in the like in the sense of okay, at least I know why I keep going back to it. It's mm-hmm. comforting. Yeah. Why? How? I don't know because I hate it. It's comforting but... because it's all we know, and we oh, it's comforting because we know how it turns out. We know what it's like. We don't know what it's like to be happy in that sense of like not being depressed. We don't know what that outcome brings, and that unknown outcome scares us. It, we don't know what that's going to bring us because we don't know that future it's like oh well we don't know what's going to happen so if we don't know what's going to happen let me do something where i know what's going to happen even if it's not so great i already know what's going to happen i'm going to be stuck in my room asleep for 24 hours with a messy room the same routine the next day yeah i already know what that looks like and i know what my like. day likes looks like i already know what i'll feel like I know all that. That's comfort because I'm used to it. That's my normal space. Mm-hmm. It's wild, but. And that's another thing. Like, I've tried explaining things like this to my mom, and she's just like, it blows her mind. She's like, it just makes no sense. And I'm like, trust me, I get it. I don't get it either. Yeah, because right now it never... just makes. Like, that's where I get, that's where I feel like I get our parents from. Because, like, like I, you're like I, comforting being sad what <laughs> you want to like, you like you just said like it makes like what you just described to me makes no sense. no it makes no sense mm-hmm. and it's and it's sad because like even though like i i've been exposed to y'all and what y'all are going through i just i don't know why i can't wrap Can my I head give you an around, example? wrap around it like why don't why if you know the outcome is not the best, mm-hmm. even though it's comforting, why not Why not still take an initiative to go on a different approach that can have a better outcome, even though you don't know? Can I ask you something? What? Okay. So let's say at this job that you're currently at, let's say you have the option to be there for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And it's not the most exciting job. You don't really love it, but it gets you by, it gets your rent paid, it gets your bills paid. Mm-hmm. Or you have the option of leaving it completely. Mm-hmm. You don't have a secure job in place, another one, but you have a chance of getting another one. Except you don't know if you're going to love it. You don't know if you're going to hate it. You don't know how much you're going to get paid. 
you don't know if it's going to be long term or you're just going to be there a few months. Which one would you choose? Well, because I've already made a, a decision like that, I would go with the second one. I didn't know the outcome of the second job. I was just going to stay at Chipotle. PTSD. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Chipotle is I, I was just going to stay at Chipotle because it was comforting. I was going to stay at, go. at Chipotle because it was comforting and because I had just moved up to positions. Was I happy? No. But was I getting paid more? Yes. The second job, I was also factoring the job that I have now. I was like, I was like, shit. I was like, now I got to pay a new car. No, now I got to pay tolls. Now I got to pay um, more gas. I, I factored all of that in. I was just like, and I'm only going to be making $2 more than I was making at Chipotle. Mm-hmm. I was like, is it worth it? Mm-hmm. I was like, if I, if I don't go, then I won't know. Yeah. So I would go with the second option. That's the same thing as depression. Whenever you're trying to battle it, whenever you're trying to get out of it and not go back to your comforting side, that's what depression is. You literally have to fight against it on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, on a minute basis to not go back to that comfort. That's what it's like to get out of depression. But But it's all in your head and nobody knows. And sometimes you don't even know. And that's the most frustrating part. Like you don't Mm -hmm. understand yourself and you're like, what the hell is going on? Because I've thought the same thing. Mm -hmm. I can get myself out of this. Do it. Mm-hmm. my mind won't let me as stupid as that sound my mind won't let me it's like two people are living in there my mm-hmm. happy one and my sad one and my sad one always stomps my happy one mm-hmm. luckily not anymore but more towards you know my teenage years i mean my sad one my angry one my depression mm-hmm. one would win every single time and my happy one would just fight and fight and fight as crazy as that sounds i could hear myself like please stop stop you know you just can't yeah like there's two of you in there Mm-hmm. and your depression one wins i mean that's the best way i can explain it mm-hmm. i know it makes no sense my mom has told me so many times like that makes no sense and i'm like i know yeah. <laughs> i trust me i get it i don't know if i've ever really been ever depressed but two depression looks completely different in everybody just because you're depressed doesn't mean you're stuck in bed you can be a functioning depressed i know de- you can have a little bit Functioning depression, meaning you can go to work, you can go to school, get straight A's, excel at your job, get a promotion within two months, make all the money in the world. You can still be depressed even if it doesn't show. Your depression is not external. It can be, it's all internal. It's about the way I I know it's internal, but I'm just saying for myself, I don't know if I've ever allowed myself to go low and Mm -hmm. go into a depression like that because I... I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever been depressed. And just be happy about that, honestly. I don't think I've it ever. It is the worst. I don't think I've ever been in a position. Uh, one no, thing I... I do hate, I don't know if y'all experienced this with your parents, with my mom, she, when I first was struggling with it, or when I first found out that's what I was dealing with, you know, because I started going to therapy at a very young age. I think I was in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. And I thank the Lord every time because I found a good one. I love her and I've been with the same one since. Mm -hmm. She is, I swear by her up and down. I I do too. I love her. She, I am not exaggerating when I say she has saved my life. Between her and my mom, they have saved my life. Mm -hmm. But, um, um, but. No, but in general, like, therapy with her, because we go to the same therapist, by the way. 
Family the, therapist. She sees the, a lot of us. Yes, the whole family. <laughs> she sees all, all of us. Well, a lot of us anyway. <laughs> well, there's days where we'll come in and we're all we're all back to back sessions. Like Lucy will be going in first. She comes out and I'm, I'm there and I'm like, oh hey. And then I come out and I see my sister. I'm like, oh hey. <laughs> and then <laughs> sometimes my cold. yeah. Sometimes my mom will be after them. Yeah, she and, sees the whole family. Yeah. And I joked about it with her. I'm like, oh, you're seeing my cousins today, and they're like, and she'll be like, yeah, it's the Aldana family all day today. <laughs> funny. That's funny. We're so fucked up. <laughs> I know. But, she's like she's probably like, damn, this whole family fucked up. <laughs> Literally. But on a, I mean, we've been on a super serious note. But I want to say this to anybody listening normalize not telling your child's business to family members yes. you have no idea if you're a parent of a young kid and you struggled with this with your parents try to be mindful of it and never do it to them when they're older if you're an older person and you have done it to your kids <laughs> mom stop doing it <laughs> you don't know how awful it feels when you're already struggling with your fucking depression anxiety whatever it may be i mean we're only talking about depression but i mean the list is endless mm -hmm. there's so many things out there we're just speaking from experience and i think that's one of the biggest ones we've struggled with mm -hmm. but when we're going through this do not get on the phone with your tia and talk about vas a creer que esta niña me está diciendo que está de depressed depressed de que okay all loud mm -hmm. and laughing what the fuck is that what the fuck they're literally making fun of you for how you feel and that makes you feel so much worse for how you feel because like i've said you already don't understand yourself and now the person that's like supposed to understand you love you help you is literally making fun of you and i know they don't see it that way mm -hmm. because they don't see mental health as serious as it should be mm -hmm. i wish they probably more back then i feel like now they do yeah <laughs> um but i keep going back to my teenage years because this is things that i've had to overcome mm -hmm. a lot mm -hmm. you know don't make fun of your kid and not just that Don't like in minimize general, it either. if your kid is coming to you and telling you about how they feel they're trusting you and hoping that you'll listen not to go spread that what you're feeling to everybody else they're telling you in confidence that you won't be telling the whole world like not everybody needs to know what's going on especially the people who are gonna bring it up when you're all together yeah. on the couch on christmas day yeah no i do not want to talk about my depression and me sleeping 24 hours straight on christmas on christmas okay. day nope i'm already feeling like shit about it don't make this, me feel like even more shit <laughs> this is not something i enjoy and this is another thing i feel like they have seen it as a choice mm -hmm. you chose to be depressed you chose to not get out of it. You chose to stay in your bed all day. No, motherfucker, I didn't. <laughs> I really didn't. And I have been fighting with myself to get out of it. I had to go on that tiny rant. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just feel like I understand my parents a little bit more, your parents a little bit more on their side. More so than us. <laughs> more yeah. so than y'all. But I also try and understand y'all and not do what they do. And not go away about it about the way they go about it. But sometimes I wish I could just shake y'all out of it and just shake y'all into reality. I, w I really wish I could because I do hate seeing y'all that way. All of y'all. And I wish I could do the same. And shake myself. Right, bitch. But. But. Slap yourself, bitch. But I know at the same time that y'all are taking initiative to do what it is y'all have to do. And I can't. Unfortunately, as I've been told 
many times there's nothing i can do even if i wanted to Thing you to can do is just be there that's all and well, also support. listen to how that person wants you to be there for them yes. because your love language may be the complete opposite of mine and now you're mm-hmm. butthurt because you think i don't want you but instead of helping me you're making me uncomfortable yeah so or like, making it worse mm-hmm. like so some of us they prefer to f- they feel better by having uh, someone around them and just being mentally stimulated with them other people it's just like being around people is just way too much is completely draining and they're mentally not even there when they're with people mm-hmm. and being with people is not the best thing and they just need to take a step back before they come back with everybody else and mm-hmm. it is a slippery slope because like if that person wants space mm-hmm. of course you want to give them space and listen to them because i've thought about this too like i'm i'm always like god bless my mom's heart because mm-hmm. i wanted both i wanted her to not leave me but i did not want her anywhere near me you know mm-hmm. what i mean so it's like what do you do so um i know you're listening mom <laughs> so i just want to say even though i've complained i love you to death and everything you've done for me thank you, you like i said literally saved my life <laughs> but um my only message to the people who are there for people who are struggling in any way shape or form is don't take it personal it's never about you it's never about you if someone snaps at you it just may be because they're in that really dark hole and they just don't want to be around anyone and they don't know how to truly express that Mm -hmm. you know maybe they can't control themselves but just try not to take it personal if someone says you know it's snappy with you don't abandon them and just think oh they don't want me around anymore no it just may be that episode they're having that day they're having just be patient and don't take it personal don't i mean that's my biggest thing don't take it personal yeah you know and i know it's hard to do because i mean like we're human it's gonna be like oh i'm the one bothering you like no it's that big (laughs) depression inside of me yeah (laughs) that big um i'm gonna kind of quote or reference big mouth (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if y'all have ever seen it i love big mouth because they're so good at visual representations Uh but sometimes i just want to cuddle up with that depression cat I just want to be uh-huh. up in my bed with that big ass purple depression cat. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with you. I just want some alone time with my depression cat. <laughs> and that's it. It's, it. it's nothing to do with you. This did get a little heavy at the yeah. end. So we just want to say thank you if you're still here. Because I know some of this can be very triggering if it takes you back to like a dark place or if you know of somebody. Mm-hmm. But I think it's something that really needs to get talked about more people need to be more educated about and i think that's why we really wanted to do this just to do some girl talk because it can be very therapeutic definitely nothing better than some girl talk therapy (laughs) (laughs) even though we do see a professional therapist please do not take one over the other do both um but yeah no it's it's always awesome to have a group a really really good support system if you don't have one you know like family members or friends with you at the moment you can reach out Mm -hmm. to people people are out there and they'll be there for you Mm -hmm. so and if help if listening to us helps you that warms my heart so much (laughs) and i hope you keep coming back because we will be touching on some very um heavy stuff not every time Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know we just i hope that if even one person feels better listening to us i mean we did what what we mm-hmm. what we wanted to do mm-hmm. if we can just help one one soul out there one soul full disclosure we're we are not professionals psychologists or therapists or counselors so if you do need help please reach out for help
And I think that's a good note to end today's episode. Thank you again, Janet, for joining us. Thank you both beautiful girls for having me on here. This was a great conversation to have. Again, you guys, don't be um, afraid to ask for help whenever you guys need it. We're here for y'all. And thank you all for listening. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, like, comment, and share. All that good stuff. And let us know in the comments what your experiences are and how they may be different or the same from ours. Bye. Bye.